is our show And we talk about everything And we talk about everything Royal Flex, the brand's own introspective insight right now Peace, love, and all that good stuff I am King Devdo, and this is Royal Flex, the brand's introspective insight talk show We got a special guest in the house tonight Today, I mean, it's Mike <laughs> It's me, it's Mike Hi everybody I mean, we go way back to sitting on the Cadillac John Walton <laughs> Spencer School number 16. 16 I mean, I don't know First grade, second grade, third grade One of them grades One of them One of them But um, Mike been up to big things And he he a part of the scandal. He a part of the team So he not technically a guest on the show Like a special guest Because he a part of what we trying to do He been a part of what we trying to do And it's just He got some insight that everybody should know about because not everybody go to a big university in the city and succeed really <laughs> he he been doing big things y'all so i mean what y'all what you what you got to say so basically uh i've been in new york city f- since i graduated high school so uh-huh. i've just been working on staying there like you gotta you gotta make sure you stay there so i went through school and then um landed some internships that got me to where i am now so definitely been a, a journey but a good journey a good I, journey that I'm, i got you to talk about i had a couple journeys <laughs> i had a, i had a few journeys actually and i still don't got my bachelor's at least you got your bachelor's through your journey yeah i mean it, it's all Everybody has their own journey. So yeah, I, I feel you. But real quick, before we even dive deep into that, we're going to say, we're going to um, tell y'all the quote of the show. It is, very often a change of self is needed more than a change of scene. Mm-hmm. And then the word of the show is frenemy. I don't know about y'all, but I didn't even know frenemy was a word, like an official word. And the definition, everybody know what a friend of me is. Um, you can really kind of come up with your own definition of a friend of me. But basically, it's a person or group that is friendly toward another because the relationship brings benefits but harbors feelings of resentment. And you can run mm. into a lot of frenemies throughout the college experience, um, yeah. throughout life throughout different work um ventures i don't know you know just you will never stop running into them yeah like that's a that's a powerful word and if you don't know how to identify who and what a friend of me is then you can get distracted like really easily especially in college definitely yeah, like D- people will will see your dreams and then make you feel like you're doing everything wrong and facts you should never shoot down a friend's dream because that's their dream like you can't tell them what they can't do so facts. i have so many people that did that to me and karma frenemies. has his way frenemies <laughs> them frenemies and we gonna keep on frenemy 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 <laughs> say that three times fast all right so so mike you went to St. John's University yep. in New York City. Jamaica, Queens. Jamaica, Queens. You know, I got accepted to St. John's University. I was going to go. We had this discussion <laughs> before. <laughs> I wish I would have went, man. The the girls down there, how they how they looking? Just you just get all flavors. All flavors. You get you might you got all the islands and Dang, I should have went. All shapes and sizes and I should have went. <laughs> but you know what? The, the the reason why I didn't go was because they sent me my acceptance letter last. <laughs> like, late. I mean, not even last. It was late. <laughs> and, well, really what happened was I got rejected first. And then we ended up sending the letter to the president because the rejection wasn't, it wasn't legit. Mm-hmm. Um, And I met all the requirements. I mean, I was a 3.5 student coming out of high school and everything. So... We ended up sending a, um, I was in Avid, and we ended up sending the president a letter or whoever was in charge, right. and they ended up accepting me, but they accepted me in 
I think it was like July. it was June or July. So yeah. then, after that, like a week later, they <laughs> sent me the financial aid letter, and they was like, "Okay, so we need you to get twenty thousand dollars <laughs> in two weeks yeah. for room and board and everything." And I was like, I was talking to my mom, and I was like, "That ain't gonna happen." Like, I, I want to go there, but it ain't gonna happen because I can't. I'm where I'm gonna find twenty thousand dollars at that quick? Exactly. Like in a week. And they was late. They was late. Not me. They was late. And they don't care either. Like, they will accept you one day and say, "Tomorrow, we need this money." And if not, you just you just don't come. So, so, I mean, tell me how you got through that process. Like, how that process went with you? Well, basically, going into like the whole college process, I knew that it was going to be an investment for me. Because I was in a situation where, like, I didn't qualify for, like, financial aid. But I wasn't. I don't have $20,000 to pay you guys per semester. So it's like, I have to find that money from somewhere. So Mm -hmm. I got, you know, as many scholarships as I could. But I had to come to a decision where it's like, this is just going to be a major a major investment for you and are you ready to do it and i had to sit down and say this is what i want to do and this is why i'm here so i went and um they gave me half and the other half is loans so that's what happened yeah i Mm -hmm. think i think that's how it was with me too um they sent me the initial letter for um the financial aid I did get a scholarship. It was mm-hmm. like an academic scholarship. And it was like, I want to say it was like $10,000 yeah. or something like that. Um, And then they was like, you got to find $20,000 on top of that. And I was talking to my mom. And we was like, yo, we, we can't find that <laughs> in a week. So I ended up not going to St. John's University. But I wish I went. I wish you did. I, I told you that. I think I told you that back in like 2013, yeah. 2014 <laughs> when I was in Atlanta. And I was like, yo, I should have went <laughs> because I I didn't try. I was at OCC, I was at MCC, and then I went to Atlanta Metro, and I was gonna mm-hmm. stay down there and finish my bachelor's, but you know, financial reasons and just life hit me, so right. I had to make that move back here. But I mean, you live, you learn, you adapt, and you keep on moving forward. So, I guess take me through, or take us through, um, the St. John's life. St. John University <laughs> life, like you was fraternities, like campus since it's in the city, so it's not a real college campus. It's more, is it just buildings? Well, it's actually a real college campus. Like, Word. so, so the way New York City is set up is, you know, everybody talks about Queens, like no one goes to Queens. Well, Queens is like the closest thing to Rochester, and it's res, which is like it's residential, so. It's like a, it's like a RIT campus, mm-hmm. um, in the middle of like Queens, and okay. then everything above or under is like Jamaica Ave and like just regular Queens that you would expect. I got you. So it was a, a regular campus, but when you stepped off, you were in the element of everything New York City. So every 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 year was a different point of growth in my life. So the first time, first year, it was like me figuring out what I wanted to do. Like every time everybody was like, let's go out, you know, let's do this, let's do that. I'm like, okay, but I also have to get a balance. Like, what am I actually here for? Like, what is, you know, you know, why did I ask my mom to, you know, to help me go here? So I just went through a lot of like career changes, major changes. And I finally like landed on my feet in second semester of my sophomore year so Mm -hmm. it definitely is a journey and it takes time but you're just one thing that i learned is you you are forever evolving like you're never when somebody asks you what you want to do and you say you don't know you don't know it's okay like it's definitely okay to say that because you're learning something new every day so you might you might change Mm -hmm. and that's okay so that's what i learned yeah Um, um Definitely. I mean, we always evolving. We're always learning and we always trying to find our niche. Um, and we often 
I guess, get blinded by, let's say, sports or the want to be famous. So when mm-hmm. we kind of put it in our mind that we're going to be a rapper or we're going to be a singer, we're going to be a, a basketball player, and I'm speaking from exi- you know from experience, yeah. it kind of takes us away from those real-life decisions, mm-hmm. especially when we're young and we're naive because, I mean, not for nothing, I wanted to be... I mean, I was a professional basketball player, per right. se, because I played for the Atlanta Aliens mm-hmm. um, for a year and a half. So I experienced it, and it just didn't work. Yeah. not It didn't It didn't not work because I wasn't good enough. It just, where I'm at in my life, it just didn't correspond. Where you're just like, wait, like, I actually want more, or, like, I want more than this. Yeah, it was okay. more so, like, I want... I know what I want and I know what I'm capable of, but I'm consistently chasing something that's been running away from me. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Like, and that's the change. So really to bring it full circle so we don't get off track, I guess, <laughs> is when you saying we're, we're consistently evolving. And although I didn't go to a four-year school, right. so I didn't evolve in the same way as you, like you said, mm-hmm. everybody got their own journeys. Right. Um, I was still in school and I was kind of neglecting real life to live the basketball dream, if that makes sense. So, and I mean, I did live it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I traveled, I was practically red shirted um, Atlanta Metro. At Atlanta Metro, I played, um, I didn't play in the actual game, but Mm -hmm. I was training and practicing with them every day. I was traveling with them on the team. The team was trying to get me on the team, like signed on the team with the right. with the athletics, um, the full athletic scholarship. I only got the partial athletic scholarship um, when I was there, but the coach just wasn't trying to budge. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it was like, yo, this is still running away from me. And like, I'm in school, so it's like, this is still running away from me. I mean, I'm doing what I got to do in school. That's going to be regardless. But this basketball thing is still running away from me Mm -hmm. it's not that i'm not good it's just the opportunities i take them or i create them but there's always some type of push negative push so there basketball is pushing against me instead of pushing with me right you know what i'm saying so i had to make that decision i stopped going and then i got the whole and it's it's almost like you would get that negative push, but then you would get that positive push. So then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I left. I'm working. I'm going to school. Right. I'm finishing everything. So now it's like, okay. So it was like I can tell you, I was at work. My sister called me. She was like, yo, um, you ever heard of the uh, ABA? And I was like, nah. And then she, well, I did, but she was like, yeah. Well, I know. So I was working somebody with somebody that, um, her husband is a um, owner of an ABA team. And if you go and try to find the ABA team and play and get film, then, you know, you can blah, 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 basically. Yeah. So I ended up searching the ABA and that's where I find that, found the Atlanta aliens. Mm-hmm. And I went, I went to the tryout. I made the team. I was on practice squad. Right. Then I ended up getting on roster just by mm-hmm. going to practices. And, you know, so I'm, like I said, it wasn't about my skill. It was more so about the situation because in semi-pro basketball, you don't get paid. Right. You you basically play, playing at the pro level um, or the semi-pro level. So you're playing against former D1, D2, D3 mm-hmm. um, basketball players that didn't get signed. Right. So it's basically like everybody trying to do this so they can go overseas. So mm-hmm. now the objective is going overseas to go pro now. Right. And – I mean, my coach, tons of connections mm-hmm. overseas, um, and a lot of the like the Euro, the Euro League and the Canadian League and the league in Mexico and all all yeah. these different leagues. <laughs> but it really came down to what you putting out on the court. And since you didn't get paid, my coach was like, "Well, we're not gonna practice throughout the week. Mm-hmm. We just practice that one day on Saturday every week, and then." You know, when we have games, we just go to the games yeah. and it'd be like that. So I, I had to come to the conclusion, like, so if I have to practice by myself and 
do everything by myself, I'm not getting better. Exactly. And then we just go and everybody ind- individually goes on the court. And it's almost like, I mean, we know each other, but it's almost like we don't know each other because we're not building that chemistry every day. You know what I'm saying? So um, just to bring it full circle, those decisions is hard. They hard to make because Mm -hmm. you don't know what's the right decision or what's the wrong decision. Um, So, I mean, that's just, we got to adapt, we got to change, and we got to keep on going because that's I mean, and I was doing all this through college, so yeah, that's almost like the college experience with kind of trying to figure out that niche, and then eventually it was like, all right, I gotta go, right, and I came up here, and there ain't no ABA team up here. I mean, it, it is, and we got the, the Raider Sharks and stuff, but that's the ABA team. The, the Raider Sharks are, is a PBL team, uh, Premier Basketball League. Um, it's that, another it's another semi pro. Okay, it's another semi pro um, league. It's a bunch of semi pro leagues out here, um, but it's just it's no point in um, still chasing it because it's like you said, you get to that point and it's like you start to find your ground. Just like right. in your in your sophomore year, towards the end of your sophomore year, you found your ground and mm-hmm. you kind of just kept on building on that. Yeah, I just started. Working with the brand. I know what I want to do. And I know I want to own my own businesses and stuff. Because at the end of the day, I always tell everybody. And I speak to it. That it's not about. It's not always about being the athlete. It's about making the money. Mm-hmm. Doing what you like to do. Right. Doing, you know. Basically, you love playing basketball. You would, you know, die for it. Or do anything to continue to play basketball. Because it's easy. Mm-hmm. And you get the fame, you get the fortune, you get the girls, you get everything all right. in one, and all you're doing is bouncing the ball. In the you know, in the simplest terms. <laughs> but I always told myself it's not necessary. I don't care if I become a famous rapper or singer, even <laughs> though I don't sing or I don't rap, or <laughs> becoming a you know a, a famous athlete, right? Because it all trickles down to I'm just trying to make that money. Mm-hmm. So. I just decided, like, okay, I'm gonna move back home because a lot of the, a lot of the times, because I've when I moved for college, it was a lot of times where I kind of contemplating on like, yo, I really want to go back home because this Atlanta life just don't work for me. Right. Um, but I just stuck it out and I was like, well, I got basketball going for me and everything, so I kind of used that as a kind of anchor to keep me put. Mm-hmm. But once that, once I kind of retired i don't know um once i finished that it was like okay i don't got no reason to stay here no more i finished my degree Uh i mean even though i got accepted to kennesaw state i would have had to wait in order to get into school and then jobs down there was just they was playing all the time so it was like i had to make a decision and go for it and since basketball was on the back burner now literally it was easier to just leave and restart and actually build the brand, start the show, mm-hmm. and be here with you talking. You know what right. I'm saying? Like <laughs> everything happened. And so, really, what I'm trying to say to keep it on track is I found my niche literally when I was at my lowest times. Um, let's say December. Mm-hmm. I decided that all right, I'm about to leave. I'm gonna leave basketball. If it come back to me. At some point, because yeah. I, obviously I'm still young, I'd be feeling like I'm 30 years Me old. Me too. I'd be like, wait, I'm only, I'm only 22. I'm not claiming 23 yet because I'm not 23. But right, this is the 23rd year, but I'm not 30 yet. I'm not 25 yet. It's, and I it's always gotta like remind myself that like I'm 22. Like I'm 22. Mm-hmm. I don't need. I know what I want, but I know what I want. That's why I'm like, oh my goodness, I gotta get it. Yeah. I gotta have it. I gotta have it. But it's like you have like 80, 90 more years left. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, right? We got a lot of time. So I basically, I just I found my niche. I found what I want to do, and I found I'm I'm content with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's pretty much how the college experience goes. Because with the whole changing majors, I changed my major three times. Yeah, I, mean, I came in like. Because I I wanted to be a corporate lawyer first. Mm -hmm. So I came in under this, like, corporate law major. And then I was like, 
I don't, I was like, that's boring. And then I was like, oh, let me just be undecided. And then I was like, wait, like this is too expensive for me to just be undecided. So <laughs> right. I just, I got to figure something out. So I was like, oh, there's this website like usjobs.gov. Mm-hmm. You take these like these surveys and, and things like that. And um, I came to the conclusion that I wanted to get a business degree and I wanted it to be in finance because... Growing up, you all always used to hear about, oh, so and so couldn't get this because of credit, or they don't, they didn't have any life insurance, they didn't save anything, and then I'm just like, they, they just didn't have the education to know that those things were out there. Right. So it was important to me to get that degree for myself and for my community to be able to like to give back and and just let you know, like, hey, like. Don't put that bill in your baby name or, right, <laughs> you know, right. or just like, just save your money. So that's like the type of stuff that I'm working on um, for the future. But even with that major, I still don't, I don't work on Wall Street. So it's just like, there's a quote from a movie. <laughs> and you guys are going to laugh at the movie, but it's a, uh, it's the Players Club. Mm-hmm. And she says... You got to use what you got to give what you want. And you really have to do that. Like, use the skills that you have to match the interest that you have. And then with that, it's just unmatched. So right. that college experience really just taught me that things aren't cookie cutter. That you just have to, you got to figure some things out and just put some things together. And things work out. So, so I guess... um. Give me before we go into the NYC life in the in the industry because we want to get into the industry. Everybody want to know about the industry. Um, what is a I guess what's the time where college really forced you to change yourself and be one with self in a way where you wasn't you had to like stand up for yourself and really kind of tell yourself that you you're more than you know what you're let's say becoming or the direction you're trying to go or it just really forced you to be stronger for yourself well basically you know when you grow up and you see all of these college movies stomp the yard um your favorite drumline mm-hmm. and like stuff like that and you're just like oh like those fraternities are cool or whatever. So that was me. Like I was like, I'm gonna like look into into fraternities when I get into college, and I did that. And um, it was it just seemed like something cool. And for me at the time, like I just felt like that's something that I needed to get to the next step in life. And I at the time I didn't know what I ultimately wanted to do, but I was like, I need that to to get the network and, and all of that so mm-hmm. i was like let me go and try out and um i just they just quote unquote liked me so i kept getting closer and getting closer and then there was like a christmas break that happened and i hadn't heard anything i didn't hear anything after that so it was just like the friends that i i had they made it on and they they decided just not to tell me but in that moment I was just like I just dropped everything for this and Mm -hmm. I didn't get picked so I like did all of this like putting myself out there and like changing myself a certain way that ultimately wasn't me so in that moment I just was like confused I was depressed like where do I go from here because I was like I needed that for for my life, like for my network and stuff. So for a few months, I just was was down, just like not really having any enthusiasm about anything. And then I realized like I am going to be great with or without it. Like you, you can't rely on other things to get you somewhere. So yourself is, is the person that's going to get you there or they're, or they're going to, or yourself is gonna like 
talk yourself out of yourself. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That makes so, sense. So like the next morning after months of me downing myself and just not doing anything, I got a call from from BET and it was an application I did like six months prior. And um, they were like, we want to get you in tomorrow for an interview. And then from there, I was just like, wow, my life means something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I didn't need that. And then, like, shortly after, like, the fraternity I tried out for got expelled anyway. So things just happened for a reason. So you got expelled? For what? They was partying too much? For rape. What? <laughs> oh, man. So... I'm just imagining me calling my mom explaining that I'm expelled for that. So, so everybody got expelled. Yeah. So no they, matter what. See, everything happened for a reason. <laughs> it definitely does cuz I don't have time to be expelled. Especially especially when all school. that $20,000 a, a a semester and the school like, ended up total being 55 56,000 per year. So nah, that's no 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 no. <laughs> so you telling me you could have been in Rochester, New York, and since you was a part of that fraternity, you would have got expelled at that time. That yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> so that's crazy. So you went through all of the the hazing. Well, what did they haze? I guess because I don't know. I went like so. I didn't get to that part, like the. So what is it quote, like? Unquote beating part i didn't get to that or or whatever that was but i i was hazed i mean hazing is it just means like in in my meaning you can be hazed in the workplace too Mm -hmm. i mean it just people are messing with you to see how to see your endurance but what i had to realize is like what am i enduring like you're you're supposed to be carrying on a legacy but i don't I've never really understood like breaking people down, like to build them back up, like especially like black men, like they're broken down every day. So you have to. I understand like making sure somebody is right for for your organization, but you don't have to like nearly, you know, just demean them. So it just was something. I had a car too, so it was just like <laughs> that's not a. <laughs> So like, <laughs> so it's like a job. So like, you have to put in the application and a- apply to yeah but for the then process. It, yeah, so it it seems like it's like uh, it seems like it's so seamless. Like it's kind of compared to like I'm not gonna compare it to Scientology, but like it's like <laughs> it seems so clear. Like That's you put in the application. You have the GPA for it, so you're like, okay, like I I qualify. So how do I get in? And then you're like, I know I have to read up on everything and know my my alphabet and all of that. But what else is there? And then your phone rings, and then someone asks you to like to go and get them like chicken and and soda at three forty five in the morning. That like those the higher up people, like the the brothers. Or I guess just anybody hired, yeah, anybody hired than you, so they can call you and ask you to get you, get yeah, them like a. So it's like, and uh, I encourage everybody to to look at the movie Burning Sands, but um, on Netflix. But so it's like at that moment, your phone is ringing, and you have the power to say, "I want." They make they they do this mind trick where you're like, "You don't want it." And then you're like, you have that voice in your head. So you're like, I'm going to answer this phone and I'm going to do what they asked me to do. But you can do all that and still not make it in there, obviously. So it's like, they're just getting free labor out of, as long as they can. So mm. that's what happened. But, um, no know. hard feelings. That that really changed my life for the better. It It made me more confident. Like It made me realize that I'm going to deal with all types of of people, especially in the industry that I'm in, like all all types of characters. So I can either go in the closet and, and cry about it, or I just have to go out there every day and be a, a fighter. So from that moment on, that's when I was just like, I'm not gonna let anybody talk to me any kind of way, and like I have to know what I want. And obviously, 
I can have a network without that if I got the interview at the place that I wanted to work at. So that was that. Oh, oh no. Now I have my like ideals and <laughs> um opinions on fraternities and stuff because I never I and never don't get me wrong, I I really do like I still wish I was in it, but the fact that it's kinda like I can go get a group of people and we can wear the same stuff and and dance. I mean, it's like <laughs> And I'm not diminishing it, but it's just like it's not worth it for me. Like it's it's for it's for some people. It's for a certain type of person, and I'm not that type of person. So. Yeah, um, because I I mean I know some people that's in fraternities. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually work with one right now, and I mean the lifelong brotherhood. I I can attest. Yeah. To that being real, like mm-hmm. they still. And you can have like some fraternities be like, uh, he he in that fraternity or whatever. And you have that rivalry, you know, the lifelong rivalry as yeah. well. And but you also have the lifelong brother, you know, the brotherly love and everything, which is, you know, very powerful and you know, just thinking about it and everything. Right. But me personally, I never wanted to be in a fraternity. Mm-hmm. I I thought it was cool because like I went to parties at yeah. Syracuse and um the fraternities at every party they just start just on a random over. song and they take over and everybody is watching them going around the corner um mm-hmm. and everything so yeah i mean i just never i'm i'm not one for hazing i don't like <laughs> i said for you i don't believe in that breaking somebody down to build them back up i don't believe no. in it um i, I don't like, see how you? effective <laughs> it is right and it's just i don't feel like if i want to be in the you know in the circle or in this circle let's say in this group of people that i have to be humiliated or i have to do what you say in order to be certified you know be certified whatever the name of the fraternity is i'm not gonna just i'm not gonna name any of them because i'm not talking about you know any of them really it's just it's just in uh, general the white fraternity somewhere it's just like it's the same mindset like like you think you're like this superior being yeah but and that's what got i mean that's why racism is racism but we ain't gonna talk about that (laughs) (laughs) um uh but that's good that's good that it happened the way that it happened because you ain't get expelled no it really it just changed my life it's just like it was an experience that i think i i might have forced myself into right and um it just worked for the better but that's gonna happen in college that's gonna happen as we go through life really you're gonna force yourself depending on where you are in life and who you think you are you're gonna force yourself into different things just to figure out who you are um that's why a lot of people end up working for fraternities too because they really don't know who they are right and the fraternity tell them who they are or molds them into whoever they are that's why people go to the military that's why people go be a police officer because they don't have any identity they don't have any direction so those and they all have the same type of um process Mm -hmm. in the selection and the type of person that they select because i mean sidebar i was i applied to be a state trooper in georgia right and i mean i qualified i mean i was my pt was basically top of um the group that i was in Mm -hmm. and i i mean i passed the polygraphs with flying colors and all that stuff i and then i got to the interview and they was asking me stuff like um you know if you go on a call because they're big on integrity and everything right and it was like if you go on a call in a in a or you call for backup and the officer's already there and he's in a struggle whatever um will you help them basically without asking any questions like don't undermine the other officer Mm -hmm. to figure out what's happening like you have to back up the officer and my honest answer i mean obviously i gotta kind of lean towards the answer that they're looking for right because it's an interview but it was like and then it's a panel of people so it's me versus 10 people Mm -hmm. so 
and we on a little oval table and it's just me and I got my hands folded on the table and I'm looking at all these people and each one asked a different question or whatever. Um, so basically they want you, what I'm trying to get to is these different organizations. They want mm-hmm. certain people that will not step out of line and basically in a way, and I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they want the people that they know will be harder to challenge the status quo or just challenge them in general. So like exactly. they want the people that's going to be like, if Flex. you ask them, yeah, <laughs> if you, if you ask them to go and do something, then they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. If you call this officer for backup, then they're going to back you up without question questions asked. There's no morality to it. Mm-hmm. There's no, you know, thinking about it or whatever the case but i'm a thinker like if if this officer is beating this man up and this man is saying like his yes. hands is up or <laughs> saying has like no I'm weapon not, right no <laughs> weapon or i mean no pun intended but <laughs> <laughs> um then i'm gonna i'm gonna stop the officer you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying because i'm just i'm human exactly so They're at the not. end of the day <laughs> at the end of the day because they want to create killing machines yeah um that's another side conversation on another show but just i just felt like fraternities fell into that category um with military and police and all that stuff as to the process and the type of people they choose because they're tapping into an insecurity right and it's like it's not really saying that they're bad but at that age every young man is like there's some there's an insecurity about something. So if you find like a group of people that y'all could all be insecure together, that just makes it better. And then you go out and you act like you're so, you know, better than everyone. It just it just makes you think, Oh, I finally got over it. But the same person that you're calling your brother is the same person that, that knocked your tooth out a few months ago. So it's like, are you really friends or is it just because like this is what they say you should do? Like right. That's why I, I was like, I can't be fake. I can't get, I can't get with that. So, I'm glad that that happened. Right. And reason. again, that that ain't not no fraternities or sororities no. or anything. It's just we personal have some opinion. Major, major icons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just feel like they just lost. For me, they just lost like the essence of what it was supposed to be. But, Scientology. Um, yeah. Scientology. <laughs> that's a religion, y'all. Ocean did it again with that dope sample. Uh, y'all already know this is Royal Flex the Brand's introspective insight, and this episode is brought to you by Royal Flex the Brand. And we, like you said, we getting off our feet. We trying to get up off our feet. We trying to get up out my basement. That's where I'm at right now, recording this show. Please go to our You Caring account. Uh, link is at our website www.royalflexthebrand.com you scroll all the way down you will see the little widget on the end click that donate now and whatever you can give us we will greatly appreciate it we're trying to get up out this basement into a, a studio space where we will have 100% creative control and we can be able to bring more guests actual guests on the show to the show bring some more sp- spunk to it and just simply be introspective 
bring intro more introspection into the mix um of course follow us on social media facebook and instagram as always royal flex the brand twitter it is rftb underscore official and our talk show twitter twitter page is ii talk show uh please 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 go ahead and like our pages follow our pages and share them so again this show is brought to you by royal flex the brand and please go and go to our you caring account and if you can donate anything to the cause to the movement it's not a cause it's a movement and get us into adequate studio space and increase our creative energy that will be awesome on your part and we will also also shout you out on the show and you will have your specials place on our website as a donor to royal flex the brand and introspective insight but without further ado let's get back into the show we will be back in three two one oh i'm feeling this this is the second time i'm a king though this is the second time king though i mean though i mean though i'm a king though i'm about to ad lib yeah 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 yeah, 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 All right, so um, what's the what's the advice for our young listeners or um, our listeners that's in college right now? What advice would you give them? Um, don't do anything that doesn't make sense. Like you're there on somebody's dime, and you don't have time to waste. So like, it's okay. Like I said, it's okay to, to change majors, but make sure you're doing something that you're you're picking up on something that you're learning something because like yes i was doing corporate law first but that still ties into some of the stuff that i do today and it it still did tie into finance so it's like make sure you're doing something that just makes sense like strategic moves only (laughs) right especially in these times like you gotta you gotta make sure you're setting yourself up because you really don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow right (laughs) all right so um nyc in mm. the industry so you in the music industry bt so i i started interning with them when i got that call mm-hmm. in, in junior year um and then from there i was like this is the network that i grew up watching mm-hmm. and i'm like i really would love to see what it is to see from behind like from behind the scenes so um i've been with them since my junior year and it's been like it's a freelance thing so it's on and off but they're like the people that gave me my start in the entertainment industry okay um i broke into the music industry a little later and it's like a um they so they got one of their offices is down in in the city yeah my my office is in Times square um which is really scary right now because (laughs) I just feel like with these bombings, like that's a hot area. So, right. But um, aside from that, yeah, the office is in Times Square, and uh, that's where we get the. That's where most of the business is done these days, and everybody comes in and out to famous people and all of that. But I really just I soak everything in. Um, strategic moves only, like. <laughs> I'm learning everything. I'm learning to, to operate the camera, to operate the control room when when I'm still doing my job, which is doing like um production management, which is like all everything behind um behind this every everything behind the production before you before it gets on TV. So everything. So you, so you got the so you got the you the one with the headset on running around behind the behind yeah. the curtains and whatnot. Yep. 
making sure everybody in place. Yep, and I'm the one behind the computer and late hours making sure the budget is in place and making sure we didn't overspend or somebody, one of the new addition members is locked out of their room. Like all of that type of stuff comes to me. So my job isn't isn't nine to five, it's 24 seven. So like, even though you on vacation, mini vacation right now, they could call you. Yeah, yeah. My email, my email, I check my email like, Every five all the seconds. time like it's a habit now because i'm like something is going on so I feel you. and then it's gonna fall back on you once you get back to the office yeah so it's like i might as well i might as well do it anyway because if i say i was away then it's like oh so you you just don't work when you're away so i just don't like to make it make a reason for people never make it never make excuses for yourself i feel you. people are just going to be like we can just find someone else right i feel you that's how it's supposed to be, though. I do it like that, too. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, I'm not, like, the big executive yet. So it's like, I can't, I'm going to I'm gonna do some things that are unconventional. But if they're, like, leaning towards my goals, then, then that's fine. So, all right. So I know you get some benefits with BET. And you've been to L.A. a couple times. <laughs> Yeah, I've been to LA like four or five times now. So how's that experience? <laughs> and then just being around like the celebrities, and I know you mentioned, you know, with the whole fraternity thing, it taught you how to um, just deal with different personalities. So kind of go through <laughs> the benefits of travel, being in LA and being around celebrities and happen to deal with the different, you know, let's say personalities that you have to come across. They don't have to be a celebrity, but... Maybe a celebrity's agent or I don't know how that worked, but right. yeah. So LA, like each time I went, I got like a different a different feeling. Like first I went and I was like, I, I don't like it. Like everyone is so like fake. Like I would have a conversation with somebody at five o'clock, then five thirty I see them in the hallway and I'm like, Hey and they just passed me like like we didn't have a whole conversation. So that kind of made me like be like, wow, I'm ready to go back home. But after talking to people that are more seasoned than me, they're like, that's how it is. Like you just have to know how to like how to switch it up and not take everything personal. Like people are going to be fake, but um, you have to to know when they are and to know when you're talking to someone genuine. And it's very rare in that arena that you're going to be talking to someone genuine. So. That's just how it is. But um, with celebrities, early on, I realized that they are just regular people. Mm-hmm. So if you get that in your mind, then you won't have an issue with basically telling them anything that, that might make them upset. Like, hey, we don't have that, have what you asked for right now. And you're just, and some people are like, oh my God, like, what are they going to do? And I'm just like, we don't have that. So <laughs> I don't know what, do you want to go to Wendy's? Or like, it's just, because these people are regular people. And, and a lot, the people that I've been able to talk to don't really like to be treated like that. Like it's more of their entourage that that is extra. But the actual celebrity doesn't like to be held so high because it's just, it just becomes so, so fake. And right. they just they just, they're like I just want to be treated like a regular person at least one time. So I think they appreciate that when it comes from me. And like even my coworkers are like, "Can you make this call for me?" Because I don't like I think I care too much. And then I'm like, they're like, "You don't you?" They're like, "You lack emotion sometimes, so you can you'll be able to tell them like no." And I that's what I do. Like I'm just like, "Hey, like we're not gonna be able to make this happen." So goodbye <laughs> that's it and then it'd be just like that like yeah that's crazy that's how i mean i think i could do that people <laughs> say i lack emotion a lot of emotion so i can tell them no i tell beyonce no see i don't know about her but <laughs> <laughs> i tell beyonce no the beehive i make all the beehive mad <laughs> but um that's dope so tell me about california i want to know about california so California, like, I'm going to end up living there. Word. But I don't want to live there full time. 
I want to be like bicoastal. Okay. Because it's something I appreciate about California where like the quality of life is better. Mm-hmm. You're able to get like sun, clean air. Well, depending on where you are, but like for the most part, to me, it's clean. Um, and you're just like waking up without feeling so rushed, but you kind of lose. You're so far away from home, and then you kind of lose like real connections and like real people because everybody out there is just trying to get somewhere. Right. So you're like, you might be talking to someone and then you think, oh, I finally met like my first friend. But no, they're like, they're just trying to, they're like, oh, you don't work for, for Diddy? Oh, okay. Never mind. I'm I'm not talking to you anymore. But aside from that, California is, is beautiful. And um, I can see myself living there like half of the, half of the time. But like in the winter, did Yeah. Me too. Or just going out there like for a week and then coming back like, cause my 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 boss does that. Like he's based in L.A., but he'll come back and forth. I don't know. That's tiring, but like, back and forth to the city. Yeah. So like, that's a lot of traveling. Yeah. So he has like millions of miles, but um, it's I, I know that's like tiring probably, but as a young person, I th- I think it, it would be fine for a while. <laughs> So you long term in NYC or short term? I will say I want to be long term, but what holds me from being long term is the fact that I don't feel comfortable paying rent. I don't feel comfortable paying such a high price of rent where I can be paying a mortgage. Like real estate in New York is like a million dollars for something so small. And then my rent could be like $2,200. Well, it's like $2,200, but we split it, of course. But like, that's a lot of money to be paying into something that's disposable. Rent, when hold on, hold on, hold on. Rent is $2,200. Yeah, where I live now, my rent is $2,200. And you said your room not big. I mean, my room is like a, it's not nothing to write home about, but it's, it's just like a real basic room. Room size. See, you gotta explain it too much. It ain't big. <laughs> it ain't big. Basically. You gotta explain it. <laughs> that's a that's crazy. So, where <laughs> would you move? That's the thing. Like, I really do see myself in New York, and like everybody is saying, like, just believe it. Like, it'll happen. And I'm, I'm. That's what I say to myself too. But realistically, financially, <laughs> I can see myself like in like philly or even just across across the river in jersey but i i definitely want to own property and new york i don't think that's the place for me to get my first property so i feel um, i might do some things where like i buy a property here in rochester and then that'll be my income for me to be able to afford to live in new york but there's there's some definitely some things i'm gonna have to figure out in the next like five years but for now, I'm not trying to stress myself out um, with all of that because, you know. It's good to think just, about, though. It's definitely good to think about. But uh, for a long time, I I thought about the future so much that I didn't get, effort, like, my whole present passed by so fast. So right now, at this chapter of my life, I'm just trying to find a balance of enjoying myself and then also setting myself up for the future. I got you. So, okay, so I mean, going into the future. Well, first of all, is the food good in NYC? Uh, I think it's really overrated. But I will say this: like, what I do is like on the weekends, I'll go on the internet and say, "What's the best cheap food in Brooklyn?" And then me and my friend, or just me by myself, will go eat there. And then, um, you said cheap or cheap? Cheap, cheap. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I say cheat. So, <laughs> what is that? Great. Um, so like, I'll just try out different places, and and that food is good. But like, the pizza like isn't all that. Like, I'll come I'll come back to Rochester for like Jamaican food because they it's not all that it's hyped up to be. But um, the, the food like I I personally I cook more than I eat out because that's good. 
for the food these days, like you better do that. And um, it's just it's really expensive to live in New York, so you better just buy your groceries and then just plan out some meals and then go out on a weekend or something. But every like eating out a lot, that's something that I don't do. Unless you like Jay Z or somebody, exactly. With- and I'm not. <laughs> okay, so basically, you the only way you would stay long term in the city. I need a property. Is you gonna need a property? Yeah. Or are you just gonna need that money flowing? Exactly. I feel you. So what's so going into the future? What's your goals? What's what you got? What you thinking about? It's like just like you like I I have so much on my mind or like so much that I'm working on that like for a millionaire you need you need str- different streams of wealth so. I've been like trying to to figure out what my streams are, and definitely one of them will be real estate. Um, well, you got to do real estate, yeah. not to cut you off, but you got to do the three pillars of wealth. You got to <laughs> do real real estate. You got to own businesses, and you got to be in the stock market. Right. Those so. are three. That's what builds the w- millionaire. It's all about how you do it. Mm-hmm. That's the question. And like, and I also. I'm working on like things for for legacy purposes so i want to have like a, a scholarship um opportunity for kids in in this city and um just like a whole foundation because mm-hmm. philanthropy is, is, is a part of being a millionaire too mm-hmm. um and just showing that you you know where you came from so that's something that i'm working on um but the main thing would be my own company um which would which i'm still figuring out so it's just you know sitting down and figuring out what i want to provide and what i want to work on so i'm just sitting down and researching and and just writing notes and making sure that it's something that i i want to do um because i look at somebody like you and i see that it's a lot of work like it's a lot of work to keep yourself disciplined because it's like if you don't if you don't if that morning that you get up and you don't work on it then nobody else is so it's all on you and that's something that i'm like i'm dealing with now so it's it's very important to keep people around you that are motivating that and if you have people that are just making you feel like oh that you can't do it or anything like that like it's, it's important to get those people away from you as soon as possible. Cut the cancer out. Right. Because for a long time, that those type of people have been holding me back from, from things I might have been able to get a while ago. And still, I am just 22. But if you see that, if I saw that this early in my life, like just imagine how many more people I'm going to run into like that. So just, you know, writing things down has been been something that has been working for me because mm-hmm. i'm just like one week um um i'm in new york city and then the next week i'm in la then oh i have to go here 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 so it's just like writing things down and just having a having order and discipline for myself is what's getting me to my goals and those goals aren't aren't all li- lined out yet but um i am definitely working on just make branching myself out in the entertainment industry i'm working on like producing shows now um working on like producing like music things like behind the camera just stuff like that just to make streams of income because when i look at my idols in entertainment like jay-z and like beyonce they all have their own companies where they do different things so mm-hmm. you just have to have to have be multifaceted so that's what i'm trying to do producing shows like writing them no just like having that having an idea and then having it come to life that's basically what um, a lot of people do like how 50 cent did with power basically yeah oh, okay yeah. yeah we need to make a power yeah. I got ideas. I just need the team. So you the, know, I got. I need the team <laughs> to do everything. But to what you just said, it is a lot when you building your own brand, building your own businesses, and everything falls back on you. Yeah. Like off the mic, 
I'll tell you about the business that I'm building right now. But aside from the brand, but really, especially with the foundation that you want to do and everything, they're taking funding away from us mm-hmm. in terms of the youth and wanting to um, just better, you know, be that that hand, that helping hand to the youth um, and giving them scholarships and stuff. They're defunding all that. Right. So, like I told my coworker the other day, we have to start to fund our nonprofit organizations. Pulling our, that money, we got to pull that money, and we got to keep it circulating within our community. Um, and that's episode two, the Nguzo Saba. Listen to it if you haven't, because I I talk about that. But we got to keep our money circulating within our community in order to give back to our community. Um, and it's it's in the beginning. I tell you right now, in the beginning, it's, it's tough. And I'm speaking from experience because I'm building a brand. And it's not a lot of momentum in the beginning. And it's a lot mm. of ups and downs and inconsistencies. And then you you want to build the team, but everybody doing their own thing. And nobody is really interested until they right. see that dollar sign. Exactly. So it's a lot, but it's all <laughs> about the why. Like my why, I would do this without getting paid. I'm not getting paid now, mm-hmm. but I still do it. I still a lot the time to do it, and because once you start going and you start to build that momentum, then that's when everybody start to jump on. And it only exactly. take that one person to listen to that one episode or see that one project, and then you explode like that. Right. It happened with Soldier Boy. It happened with Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> it happened with all them different entertainers. I mean, inter- excuse me, in- the rappers or whatever the case. It just take that one person to see that video or listen to your show and then you yeah. pop in. It happened with um Lady Lashar, the yeah. um the English yeah, rapper. Mm-hmm. She been around for a while and she posted I remember because I was in Atlanta. She posted a freestyle on Twitter and it just kept on retweeting, retweeting, retweeting. Now she traveling the world. She been yeah. in LA and New and York she's like and one of the best rappers too, but yeah. You know, no. Then, but that's that's another conversation <laughs> about mainstream rappers and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, it's it's a process, and um, we got you got to just keep pushing. And I would say, start something simple. Now, don't turn down um ideas because it's not your end. Let's say like your end um. I don't know what but, I'm trying but, to say. But you, you, what you ultimately want. Yeah, what you yeah. ultimately want. Right. Because the business that I'm building now is not what I ultimately want, but mm-hmm. it will help me get there. Right. And that's basically what you want to do. You want to get there on your own terms and mm-hmm. not on nobody else's terms. Um. So that's pretty much, I mean, that's everything. Appreciate you coming on the show. No, I'm excited. Like I will tell y'all, when I came down in the basement, he has a full studio down here. Yes, <laughs> he's do. he's not playing no games, and he has like the whole like show written out and everything. So it's like inspiring to see you know somebody be so serious about what they're doing because you know you can talk all day about it, but when you're actually like putting in time and putting in work and investing in like materials and stuff that shows that you actually really are are passionate about it. So thank you for having me on. Um, This whole experience just inspired me to do more. So do more, be more, and you just got to go and get it. Even if you're not making no money, because once they come, it's going to come in the abundance and you probably you probably won't make no money any money first. Like, um, money should not be the motivation for anything because, nope. trust me. Like, first when I majored in finance, I thought, okay, I'm gonna be super rich. But then I was like, that stuff is so boring. Like, I, I don't even want to try out to be an intern on Wall Street. Like, it, it's super boring and super cutthroat. And at the end of the day those people were responsible for the 2007 crisis. So why would I want to be a part of something that is corrupt? So right. I had to think about that. Um, and just like my last word would be to just trust your trust your gut. Like I know you have, at the, at the young age, you're so, 
we are so like influenced by things and like a lot of times like friends or things we see will, will kind of pull us in a certain direction and we know that it's not right and then if you do it anyway you end up in a sticky situation but trust me if you listen to yourself first you won't you won't end up in a, in a silly situation because nine times out of ten ten times out of ten your your um, intuition is correct so yes sir better than anyone else's intuition so so definitely listen to yourself first and anything any decision that you're, you're making yeah watch out for them frenemies yeah because they'll bring you down i always preach positive energy only um promote vi- positive vibes and reject all ne- negative energy because negative energy can take a toll on your health too yeah but um again appreciate you coming through um on your vacation no problem and um i want to come back oh yeah i mean you always welcome back you on the team so like i said you ain't a guest you 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 a co-host really um and next time we can talk about i don't know talk about something a topic we have a topic it won't be all about the process and the industry and everything it'll be something that we can kind of you know talk about chop it up and you know just it just be raw unapologetic dialogue right so Um, i'm excited yeah i am too but again appreciate you coming on the show um and uh i mean we out all right thank you guys thank you for listening thank you for listening introspect uh uh tip inside hope you come back next week don't forget about our you caring account you can donate at www.royalflexthebrand.com. The widget is at the bottom of the website. Also, the link will be in our description. Please help us get out this basement.